And I'm Scott. And we are Fired Up, Ready to Podcast. Hallelujah, indeed. Hi, everybody. Remember us? We're back. Briefly. The election seems like a long time ago, but it was only a few weeks ago. Only a few weeks ago? Yeah, about that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, people, we did it. Yes, we did. And we just wanted to touch base with you all before taking a a winter hibernation till January. Yes, we're very busy getting ready for the holidays, and that is why we're late this week. Uh, whatever. We're doing our best. We're very tired. We're very tired, and we committed to doing just a couple minutes, and then, of course, uh, we started seeing headlines of the latest BS that are that we're being subject to in this world. But, but here's the plan. So the plan is we're doing a very short podcast tonight, and then we will be back in January because we've got to keep up and keep moving towards 2020. So, with that said, let's jump in. The 2018 midterms saw voters turn out like rarely if ever before for a midterm election. Woohoo! According to the Washington Post, about 51.7 million Democrats came out as well as 47.4 million Republicans. <clears throat> so, That is compared to the last midterm, 2014, when only 35.4 million Democrats came out versus 39.8 million Republicans. Wow. So both sides saw increased numbers, but the, uh, the, the showing by the Democrats far outpaced that of the Republicans, and it showed. Time magazine reported that the voter participation rate was estimated by the United States Election Project at 49.2% of eligible voters. Of course, the president would argue that that percentage drops when you deduct the votes cast by the same people after they went out to their car to change their hat and t-shirt. However, sticking to the official numbers, only twice uh, before have midterm participation rates come even close to this. Uh, Last time was in 1966 during the Civil Rights Movement, and before then was uh, 1914 at the advent of World War I. So, who won? Well, the president, of course, who scolded Chris Wallace on Fox News for calling attention to the almost 40 House seats picked up by the Democrats and completely overlooking the Republicans' resounding victory in the Senate, where they picked up one and maybe even two seats. When the counting is done, we will know if it is ever done. Now, of course, the day after the election, Democrats' tails were practically between their legs for just barely reclaiming the House majority. But since then, their victories have just kept on adding up as provisional and absentee ballots have been totaled and hotly contested races recounted. Uh, The Reagan Republican stronghold of Orange County, California, for one, is a thing of the past, with all seats in the region turning blue. Uh, We were very proud that the very first announced House seat that flipped from red to blue was our very own Virginia 10, where where Jennifer Wexton ousted Barbara Comstock. Woohoo! Hi, 
Bye-bye, Barbara. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We did it. Our persistence paid off. And now we can look forward to some real checks on Donald Trump and investigations with teeth into his shady dealings as well as those of his cabinet and his family. But most importantly, at least one corner of the federal government that will have the interests of the middle class as opposed to the 1% in mind. Uh, you forgot to say that um, also New England. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, not a Republican. No Republicans in New England. In New England. There's so many individual victories. The, the diversity of the Democratic field, including the first uh, Muslim American women to be voted to the House. Native American women. Native American women. Uh, first black congresswoman out of uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And um, so many others. Um, youngest woman um, elected to the House. Just really great. So on we go. There's much to be excited about. There were some big disappointments. Uh, Beto O'Rourke in Texas lost. Uh, Andrew Gillum in Florida lost. And Stacey Abrams in Georgia lost. Sadly. And there was much shenanigans going on about uh, Republicans suggesting that there was crazy fraud fraud going on. The president even suggesting, yes, he really did say this, that people were cheating in Florida, that you could go vote and then go out to your car and put on a hat or a new shirt and go vote again. The president of the United States thinks that that can happen. I guess he doesn't understand that you have to provide your address or a license or something. It's uh, it's bad. And in Georgia, uh, they're really, Stacey Abrams gave a great concession speech, although she said it wasn't conceding. Right. Um, because of the voter suppression that had been going on there. Uh, I'm hopeful that she and Andrew Gillum will both be really looking at the issue of voter suppression in those two states because it is rampant. It is. A dark cloud hangs over both of those states and elsewhere where suppression is just too too much in, uh, a factor. And it's an issue that we really need to get on top of before 2020. And another issue that we will be getting on top of by 2020 is the shameful gerrymandering of so many state and congressional districts. We'll talk about that. After the new year. After the new year. Um, And of course, you know, the, uh, the speculation about who will be running for Democrats in 2020 will already be... Uh, well on its way. That's so right. we'll look forward to that with you all. And we'd just like to take this moment to say thank you thank to you. our listeners. Uh, we never believed that anybody would actually listen to this podcast and, and we're thrilled to um, have listeners. So thank you. And we look forward to marching ahead uh, in 2019 and making more wonderful strides. That's right. So have a a great turkey day and happy winter holidays, and we will see you after the new year. Bye, everybody.
And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week and tell all your left-leaning but not very active friends about us. This has been a Common Production.